Hey there, fiends, and welcome back to that Horror Witch Podcast. This is your host, Christy, and tonight we're going to be talking about a little backwoods Australian horror called The Loved Ones. It's a 2009 movie, and it's about a lonely girl who decides she wants to find her own date. So we have this lonely girl called Lola. She seems really quiet, might be like an outcast, and kind of looks like a plain Jane. And we have this popular, I guess kind of popular, or like well-liked boy at the high school named Brent, and he rejects her. So Brent, he he says that, oh, I'm going with my girlfriend Holly, though he really just plans on staying home and getting wasted. And sure, at first you kind of feel sorry for her, but that doesn't last long. So Brent's story is more or less a tragic one at first. Well, and through the whole movie, honestly. So he he starts out, you know, in the car with his dad. Like, they're all happy and everything. And he's teaching him how to drive. And all of a sudden, they end up in a car accident because Brent tries to swerve to avoid hitting this teenage boy who has a bloody chest with, like, a heart carved into it. And so his dad and him were really close and everything and they end up hitting a tree and the dad dies. So now six months later with this dance coming up and oh and the movie is directed and written by Sean Byrne. So this is six months later and Brent copes by smoking, he does drugs, well he smokes the devil's lettuce so and he's kind of angsty to begin with and he just self-harms overall and more importantly he doesn't drive because he's grieving and dealing with a trauma which is totally understandable and him and his mother have a very strained relationship and she more or less blames him and doesn't want him to be driven in a car by his girlfriend Holly because oh it needs to be someone more experienced so you know he already feels guilty as it is and then the mom kind of like makes him makes him feel worse about it, which is fucking shitty. So everybody's getting ready for the dance, and more or so like a prom of sorts. And so Brent has this cliff that he likes to climb on, and he kind of like hangs out by himself, and thinks about his dad, and smokes the devil's lettuce, and when he gets knocked out with chloroform by a random man who comes up behind him, leaving him to drop his phone. And there is some levity sprinkled in with like the teen sex comedy trope with uh, Brent's best friend and this like metal chick or whatever. And I guess it's in there to, you know, put some levity in throughout instead of like non-stop torture porn. So Brent's mom gets worried. She goes looking for him when Holly shows up all dolled up for the prom and everything. And so, you know, there's more teen sex comedy awkward scenes. And then suddenly Brent's dog comes home all beat up and he was apparently stabbed, which makes his mom even more terrified. And she starts calling around to like different parents and everything in the neighborhood, one of whom is a cop. And Holly is a sweetheart and she brings Brent's dog to go get checked out because the fucking unnecessary having to fucking stab a dog. Like, I don't understand that, but okay, movie. So we have Lola 
the outcast girl. She lives with her dad. Seemingly, it's only them two, or so you think initially. So, you know, her and her dad are kind of really incestuous, and yeah, they give off hella Norman and Norma Bates vibes. It's just, ugh, it's just very unsettling. So, Lola's dad, she ties up Brent to a chair. He's dressed up in like a ratty suit and he's all disheveled and everything. Um, so Lola's like professing her love for him and it's basically the dance from hell. And so Brent wakes up and he sees this woman who's like very gaunt in the face. She looks dirty. She's got a hole in her forehead and they refer to her as bright eyes. Um, so they hold him down and inject him with this concoction. <laughs> so they're mocking him, obviously, and now he's basically a vegetable and they feel like they can just do whatever the hell they want with him. And so they're taking like a group photo, like this shit is fucking normal, and then they decide to have a dinner from hell and force feed him chicken and creepily say so yeah it's just a really uncomfortable gross scene and then she tries to uh sexually assault him while her dad is threatening Brent if he doesn't fucking ew so Brent gets himself free for a moment and he kicks Lola knocking her down as he starts hopping away leaving her dad distracted for like a moment until he goes to look for him outside which then turns into him being chased by the dad in the car mind you they're in the middle of fucking nowhere backwoods Australia. He's, it's, and it's pitch dark. How the fuck is he gonna get out of this? So Brent finds like a random fucking tree out front. He climbs up it, but you know, he has trauma. I get that it's terrifying for him to drive, and I even get the freeze response, but keys were in the car, and I was kind of hoping, like, yeah, okay, yeah, go steal the car, and he doesn't. So he's up in the tree and then they find him and they start throwing these huge fucking boulder looking rocks at him. They're like the size of like a grapefruit and they think it's like a fucking game. They're like cackling about it and eventually he does get hit and he falls. Gets tied back up again. He then, so to kind of make him learn his lesson, they decide to get knives and use them as basically like to crucify him in the feet so he doesn't try to fucking weave so they get knives and they bash them into his feet as he's struggling to scream because he's got no voice it's gone from the concoction that was injected into his neck earlier and again they're mocking him they're telling him to cry she's like screaming in his face like cry cry so he refuses and so eventually like there's more of like the juxtaposition between like dance and then back to the hellhole so lola is showing him a photo album with her other quote-unquote bad dates making fun of some of them for some of them peeing themselves calling one of them boring calling them babies and brent is looking on kinda and he notices one familiar face it's the teen boy that he almost hit with his car which then caused the death of his father and he's got the same marking of the carved heart in his chest and lola refers to him as the one that got away. So they're torturing Brent some more and she does what she's done with everyone. She carves a heart into his chest, really huge, 
with her initials in it. And then the dad throws, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was lye or if it was salt. Either way, it was painful enough for him to be like writhing in fucking agony. And again, they tell him. So Brent's losing it at this point. He is just fucking at a loss for words, quite frankly. And Holly is just very, very, very upset and worried about him. And and then, of course, Lola is crowned the fucking queen of the hell dance. This year's queen of the dances, Lola Stone. Again, juxtaposed with the actual dance going on and some hilarity ensuing while this fucking torture is going on. So, you know, they're still torturing him some more until Lola gets bored with him. There's more creepy incest going on with, like, creepy dancing and everything and Lola saying, like, oh, it's always been you, daddy. And it's like, oh, are you fucking kidding? So, this gives Brent enough time to try another escape. Meanwhile, again, Holly's worried sick. There's no sign of Brent anywhere. Everyone's looking for him. And so Lola goes to pretty much lobotomize Brent with a power drill and scolding hot water from a tea kettle. So she's drilling and his life is flashing before his eyes. And she's attempting to finish the job, but thankfully she fucks it up. And her dad tries to finish what she started, which allows... Brent, again, to try to break free. He's got this necklace that looks like a razor blade, or I think it might actually be a razor blade. So he's had this the whole time and kind of hid it from them, and that's how he's been able to escape a couple times now. And so this gets him free again, so he can attack the dad, and enough to try to, like, stab the shit out of the dad with a kitchen knife. And Will was on top of him, attacking him. He's fighting back. He's punching her. She goes back for her dad. And and so Brent pushes him into the dungeon where we see the other boys, or some of them at least, that have been captured um, in this hole and they get fed roadkill scraps people sometimes and they're starting to eat at the dad. And Lola goes to go knock Brent down there too. So it's, it's like a basement dungeon and the other boys are cannibalistic and they just do not look human anymore at this point. So they end up eating the dad alive, which good for them. And Brent is fucking horrified. And this bitch decides to lock him in to leave him to die. So he takes the others out of their misery with a flashlight and just pure fucking adrenaline. And then it's revealed that the woman that they refer to as Bright Eyes is in fact the mom. Because according to Lola, she was trying to come in between her and the dad. And this poor woman is fucking comatose from being lobotomized and Lola suffocates her to death with a fucking pillow because, you know, I guess incestuous jealousy. Ew. So Holly thankfully remembers that earlier that day, Brent told her about him rejecting Lola and how he thought it was funny. And so they send over the police officer, neighbor, who's also a friend, to go over, check out Lola's house. And he's there. He like ass in the middle of nowhere and he all of a sudden hears this weird screeching under the floorboards. He knows there's something under the floor. 
So Lola kills him with a fucking meat cleaver just as he was getting the dungeon open to save Brent. So Brent hurries up, grabs the police officer's gun, starts just fucking shooting at her. Lola threatens to leave and kill Brent's mom and Holly. So she just fucking leaves him in there because at this point she's like, well, fuck you. So somehow by like pure grit at this point, Brent finds a way out of this fucking hellhole of a dungeon, just basically making like a fucking ladder from like the pile of bones that have been in here, which is fucking gross. Um, so Holly's driving to the middle of nowhere to Lola's house when she stops and she sees she's fucking covered in blood. She's looking kind of crazy. And so Lola, being the fucking maniac that she is, starts to attack Holly, all bloodied up. And she's wearing Brent's necklace and she lunges at Holly with a fucking knife. And Holly thankfully gets out. She's fighting back. She starts to run like hell, like just away from this bitch. And Brent, thankfully, gets into the cop car. He's speeding down like a fucking madman. So he swerves, almost hitting Holly. And instead, he does hit Lola. And this bitch, determined as she is, is fucking crawling. She's all, like, messed up and everything. Like, her wrist is all fucked, but she's still got her fucking knife and she's just crawling towards them like a fucking Terminator or something. And so Brent gets Holly in the car and... They run her ass over in slow motion, then blam, fucking decapitate her. So yay, Brent survived. Um, when you think about it, he was able to use his fears, use his trauma to help him survive and realize, no, I really do want to live because he was feeling suicidal and responsible for his dad's death. Um, not to say that Oh, trauma's the way to help you. Because it's not. It's fucking tragic. It's fucking horrible. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But he does use it to his advantage and realize, wait, I do want to live. Like, you know, I'm not going to die this way. And he fights back. And he quite literally fights for his life. And I, you know, the whole time, I just felt so horrible for Brent. And, you know, you're just rooting for him the whole fucking time, you know? Like, it's just, you can't watch it. Even though, you know, the torture scenes, if you're into that sort of thing, they are entertaining, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is a very nice message of someone who does have a lot to deal with. They're grieving, they're self-harming, and then they find the reason to live. Sure, it may not be due to being kidnapped and fucking tortured and almost killed, but you know, I guess, I guess it's a happy ending in a way. So I somehow found this at the formerly known as the dollar store. Now it's become the dollar 25 cent store. <laughs> I don't know. Every once in a while you do find some gems there. I won't lie. So, of course, I had to pick this one up. You can find this to rent on YouTube or Voodoo, and I believe also Amazon Prime. So, that's been my review of The Loved Ones. Catch it if you want. If you're kind of squeamish, maybe skip on this one. But if you love the Australian backwoods horror, give it a watch. If you like Wolf Creek, give it a watch. So, have a good night. Bye! Just a reminder, fiends, if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode and you want to support this channel, 
you can feel free to donate any amount you like to the listener support button. Thanks, and have a good one.